Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Keith on WEEI. Follow the show on Twitter at Gresh Keefe. The world is yours. The world is yours. I sit the dog peak watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes. All the words. Follow Gresh Keefe on Twitter and Instagram at Gresh Keefe. Get everything you need to know about the show, about who we talk to, like the gentleman joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline. And we welcome him to the party on Zoom as well. He joins us. Look at this guy hopping on the Zoom so that we can get him on Twitch. The three boxes up for our buddy Nick Fryer of WEI.com. Fryer, good afternoon. You know, this is what happens when I'm prepared and told I'm going to be on camera. And now I'm not left behind either. You guys are making fun of me for uh, having the middle name Garth, but now Francis, well represented on each panel. Good uh, yeah. Good yeah. lord. Uh, I mean, guy, yeah, yeah, you else. put that, that backwards hat, boy. You're prepared. You really yep. you look at like you showered today and Cleaned everything. up nice today. Thank you. And by <laughs> the way, our three – we could barely see your green screen background because we do a we do a three shot here on the Twitch, and it's like all – it's all of our faces. It's just j- jammed faces. You can't oh, really see Oh, that's too bad. You're all right, though. Hang okay. in there. You're doing all right. Uh, so, Fryer, all I see on Twitter are since December 1st, since January 1st, the Celtics are the, the best team in the NBA. So how come they're not recognized as the best team in the NBA? How come these numbers don't match with the opinions of people out there? What do you make of it all? Well, I think this is a superstar league, and you're always going to have teams judged by what their top-end talent. And when Giannis and Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid and all those guys are still not on your team, those other teams are still going to be favored night in and night out. So the Celtics ha- – and, and look, with Giannis – he still had to prove himself no matter what because he had those struggles in the postseason. I know you guys were talking about this either today or the other day. And until Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown go and prove otherwise, then it's going to be the same situation for them every single year. It's always going to be these few teams are ahead of them no matter what till they show us differently in the postseason. How far can being a great defense take you in the playoffs in today's NBA? Because that's been one of the highlights of this team really even all season, and then particularly over the last couple of months, they have been awesome defensively. But I'm curious, it's almost similar to the to the NFL in my mind in many ways, where it's like, all right, that's great, that gets you in the conversation, but just how far can you go with that? Yeah, I think that 
to some capacity, I think, well, I think it's important no matter what, but every team kind of clamps up when you get to the postseason. I think that everybody has to make those adjustments because now it's like, okay, these games matter. It's not just, oh, we're playing to try and get into the all-star game or playing for big contracts or anything. We're trying to play to win right now. And I think that, you know, for some teams, you can go and kind of turn it on in the postseason like the Bucs, right? seems like that's the mode they're in right now. But for the Celtics, I think that's huge when you have, you know, two superstars right now or two you have a superstar, and then you have a guy who's right on the cusp there with Jalen Brown, right, of course. But when with this team, it's you need to have the defense. Sorry, guys, I'm having an echo on my end, so I'm having a little issues here. Uh, here in my come on, John, let's Think. let's clear that up for this yes. guy. What are, Sorry. We, what are we doing? Uh, so trying trying to bounce around here, but anyways, um. Yeah, so with defense right now, you need to have that fluidity throughout the course of the regular season, especially when you're dealing with a new coach. You're bringing in new personnel, like a guy like Derek White. And what I saw in that Nets game, look, I know that's not the Nets team that we're going to see come the postseason, but that was very promising. I think that these guys look as – that looked as good as I've ever seen them play, moving around and everything. You're at full strength, too. you got Rob Williams and Marcus Smart, who I know he played well the other night, but Smart didn't sound – he said, I'm like, all right, going into the game. But I was a little apprehensive of what he was going to bring to the table, and he still looked really good. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, Rich and I a little bit earlier, our buddy Nick Fryer, WEEI.com, Keith and I were talking about Marcus Smart earlier, and Fryer at the beginning of the year, everybody thought, oh, he's a little snippy, maybe with it's the whole continuation of, hey, he doesn't blend well with the Jays, and maybe Ime Udoka is the guy who has gotten through to Marcus Smart what do you make of the evolution in his game where there's less threes, more passing, and really highlighting what Marcus Smart does well? Yeah, I think that, look, I, I'd be lying if I say I haven't had like some situations throughout the course of the season where he's bothered me a little bit. But I do think there are adjustments being made in some capacity. And when we see him kind of get some time off too, I think that helps a lot. That is that is one thing with Marcus Smart that I think can kind of fly under the radar. This guy goes all out from start to finish throughout every single game. Now, sometimes that manifests into him shooting a ton of threes, some of which are ill-advised. Sometimes that manifests into him playing lockdown defense. Obviously, you prefer the latter, but that does wear on a guy's body throughout the course of a season, um, especially a guy like him who sometimes injuries pop up here and there, not like Rob Williams, but still gets a fair amount. So he needs that rest here and there along the way. Of course, the all-star break is going to work wonders for him. But I like seeing him. I like where Udoka is trying to manage him and turn him into a guy that can be more beneficial on both ends of the floor. And I think having a guy like Derek White, too, I know we talked about it last time that was on, and you guys are starting to see more and more what he can bring to the table. Having another guy who, who does all the little things and in his case will make the smart play more often than smart will necessarily, um, I think that that's going to take, take the load off of him a little bit more as, we, as things move along. How much credit do you give Ime Udoka for how things have gone the last couple of months? They were treading as a 500 team for a long time, and even before they got Derek White, things had started to turn around. Maybe you know part of that's the schedule, but part of it was how they were playing, really on both ends of the floor. So a guy who I don't really know what to expect, or I don't think a lot of fans knew what to expect out of him, and then we felt like, all right, this seems like more of the same, but they've gone on a really nice run the last couple of months. How much of it do you think is is because of him? Well, I think the big thing, Rich, is when you look at it, you have to have that consistent message throughout the course of the season. And I know Brad Stevens dealt with that uh, or did a, did a decent job of that. But, you know, he was dealing with 
early on in his career with the Celtics, right? He had the different personalities that he had to manage um, that, you know, created some problems for the team along the way. But now Udoka's not really dealing with that, right? He's got a guy who's as much as, you know, Jason Tatum, I know Gresh will go off on it at any minute about how Tatum still has a lot more to prove. But he is a much more proven guy than when Brad Stevens first got him. He doesn't, and now he doesn't have someone like Kyrie here telling him what to do, and he doesn't have Al Horford, who, as much as Al Horford's an important part of this team, Tatum and Horford are on a more similar playing field now, and this is Tatum's team, no matter how anybody feels about the guy at this stage. So I think where you have guys that are more established, a little more comfortable with who they are and what their game is. I mean, even some of the younger guys too, like Grant Williams, who's more comfortable he's becoming Robert Williams. I think that makes a big difference too. And then in the end, that's where you're going to have Udoko being heard a little bit more frequently, a little more easily. And by keeping that consistent message and then holding those guys accountable, I understand that he's a little harsh at times, but he hasn't strayed from that. And I don't think I don't think he's gone over the edge necessarily at any point. It's never been unwarranted. And I think that's why throughout the course of the season, his message is starting to be here, heard a little more clearly as we move things along. Nick Fryer, WEI.com. Aggression Keith talking about the Celtics. Fryer with us on the Harbor One hotline. All right, Tatum Brown, my theory yesterday was you got all these great stats. You're racking up all these wins. All right, here's your chance. You're within striking distance in the Eastern Conference. There's a couple of teams that aren't that good. There's a couple of teams that might be good. If you guys are superstars, put them on the team. Get to, I don't know, second, maybe even an Eastern Conference Finals, as much as we've joked about that. Uh, At what point do we look at these superstars, Fryer, and say, okay, this is your time. Now go show us to shut us up. Yeah, I, I, and I was listening to that, that whole conversation. I do think you raise a good point, Bresh. At some point, if you're a superstar, you're going to go and you're going to take over some guy you know, or, or some team that is supposed to be this accomplished team. That, um, and then that's how you break through. And if you're really that good, you, you're going you're gonna to do that at some point. But I think what happens with the Celtics is we have the long view and we have the short view. And there is like no middle ground when it comes to this team. You have the, the, the I would say, the, 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 uh, the loyalists, the green teamers, whatever you want to call them, who are like, oh, no, Tatum and Brown, they're, you know, they're only 25, 26. They have so much more time, which, yes, they're right. But then there's, you know, Gresh, I would say you're a little more in the short term. It's like, okay, well, we need to get this thing moving along. And I always think about Paul Pierce and what happened with him and how he was so good. But at the same time, there were so many critics, and he did have Antoine Walker by his side. And as much as Antoine could have made some better decisions during his playing career on the floor, just talking about that, I do think that um, you know that that there's reason to be questions uh, to have questions with Paul Pierce. Then he gets KG, takes the steps in the right direction. Um, I think with Tatum though, he has Brown. That is a big difference versus Antoine Walker back in the day for Paul Pierce. So I do think at some point we need to see those steps taken forward. I do think you're right. This year, when you're looking at just the Nets really as a super team in this conference, I, I think that this is a year where you can do some damage. You can you you can put yourself in a good position to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't want to set the bar that low, but what I will say is there is no excuse. To if you get bounced in this postseason, you should not get bounced uh, uh, or any earlier than the seventh game of any series that you play in. If you're really superstars, that can't happen. Yeah, it is pretty wide open. I mean, I think there are seven teams that can. Re- well, maybe six teams. I don't know if you. I don't know if anybody thinks Cleveland can really do it. So if you put Brooklyn, who's currently eighth, you jump them up, you take Cleveland out, and then anybody in the top six, I think, could go on a run. We, I agree there, there's really no super team. And even the one super team, they got a guy who hasn't played in like a year, and you have no idea how he's going to fit in in Ben Simmons. So, and I also think the long-term 
sort of like the future plans versus the present plans is so tricky in the NBA because guys can just demand to be traded at any minute. These young, bright stars can look so good. Like Durant, Westbrook, and Harden were all on the same team together, and they never even went to the NBA. Or I'm sorry, they, w- they went once to the NBA Finals. Then they ended up breaking up. That team never won a title. And there are got a lot of good young players in the league. Like, look how young Memphis is. Look how young Charlotte is. So just because you can't just wait out the old guys, and then all of a sudden you're the old guys, and there's all these other young teams. But do you, is there a team right now in the in the Eastern Conference that you would pick? Not that you you know you're putting all your money on them, but is there a team out of those six or seven that we were talking about that you say, yeah, that team has the best chance to make it to the finals? Yeah, so I actually like the look. I've I think I said it last time I was on with you guys. I am not a Ben Simmons guy by any stretch. I'm also not a James Harden guy, but I do think that was a good trade for both teams. I do think that the Nets get better uh, with Ben Simmons now on the team. I know. I think Keith, you were the one that said to say defensively, they absolutely no question oh, get yeah. better yeah. by adding Ben Simmons. And then on top of that, though, now he's in a situation where everybody's made Ben Simmons to be this superstar talent. And yes, on the defensive end, he is. But offensively, there's a lot left to be desired. And now Kyrie, who kind of translated his game last year in the few times he played with James Harden into more of a shooting guard role. I think that Ben Simmons is going to be a lot more impactful in Brooklyn than he could have ever been with Joel Embiid just because Joel Embiid's a big man and he needs to be able to play down low a little bit. Um, when it comes to your other question, Rich, I still stand by that the Bucks are the team to beat right now. I think the Nets are kind of right there with them. I actually saw some odds the other day. I thought you guys might find this interesting to where to win the East. I know there's only so much. I'm sorry, not the win the East. To win the Atlantic Division, the Nets. I mean, the Nets are at what? I think it was 1,300 that I last saw, and the Celtics hmm. were at plus 300, like plus 340 or something to that end. And I think both of them, those are like realistic bets that you can go after right now because the Sixers, as much as they are good and everything, and you add uh, James Harden, we don't know what that's going to look like. And with those kind of odds, it could be worth taking a flyer. But I say the Bucs, but, you know, we've seen them rest a lot of guys this season. If those are actual injuries that some of them have been dealing with, then, you know, the Celtics could still beat them. I still think as much as the Bucs, I have respect for them, the Celtics can beat them. Now, one of the things we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, thanks to Kendrick Perkins on his podcast, he thinks that the Celtics should retire Ray Allen's number. Gresh and I are both a no. As great as he was, he was only here for five years, and I don't think they should just put every single player up there in the rafters. Where do you come down on uh, Ray Allen and the old number 20, the famous number 20 going up into the rafters? Man, this is a tough one for me because – so I say no, he should not be in the rafters. But this is a tough one for me because I liked Ray Allen when he was on the Bucks. Um, I liked him when when he was in Seattle. Like he was my guy growing up as a kid. I always had a soft spot for shooters, and he was my dude. And then I like Michael Red on the Bucks after him too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with Milwaukee, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I just I can't because after he left and then went to you know play with LeBron. I don't know how anybody would go and give that the green light. At least KG, he was like the difference maker when he came in. He was a leader. I mean, you know, I know like it's kind of on the nose, but he was the big ticket. I mean, he's part of the reason why you're going to see them. I loved Ray Allen, but he was not as important as he was to this team. He was not the same guy that he had been previously, and that needed to happen in order for the Celtics to win. Um, but I, I just, no, I, I, I couldn't do that. No, that, that. I know the Celtics are fast and loose with that, but right. no way. Uh, good. Fryer agrees with us. That means he's <laughs> smart today. Our buddy Nick Fryer read his work at weei.com. And you never know if we get a baseball season, maybe we can uh, have Fryer get back into the bullpen and actually break down some baseball. But who knows? That might not happen till what, June, July, something like uh, that. If we're even lucky. Don't hold your breath. 
Uh, one can only hope it's by then. Terrible. Actually, that Friar, that little level of misery right there made it all worth bringing that up from our buddy yep. Nick Fryer of WEI.com. Fryer, right. thank you, friend. We appreciate it. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.